0: And so as we enter into this time of Advent, I'm reminded that on this first Sunday of Advent that we we focus on that aspect of our faith called hope. Remember at the end of that beautiful chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, where where Paul describes this agape kind of love, this new love that is experienced and fulfilled through Christ Jesus, that, that Paul at the end of that chapter makes this statement. He said, these three things abide. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest, the greatest of these is love. And so I, I hope that your Thanksgiving, your, your Christmas season is filled with love. But, but I pause and I wonder, why, why is love the greatest? And maybe it's because one day, Our faith will become sight. And one day, our hopes will become realized. And I know that in our church family, that faith and hope and love are so critical. We have family members in our church that are struggling with this idea of faith and hope. I've talked to three or four families just this weekend that are struggling with illness, some with old age, some that, that death seems to be sooner than later. And oh, that they would pass through this Christmas Advent season with faith and hope at the strength of their being. And that the presence of Christ would be real, that the presence of Christ through the body of Christ would be genuine and would be there to nurture and comfort us. Let's pray. Father, thank You for the gift of hope. And today we pray that our families, that our lives would be filled with hope. For there is so much despair, there is so much darkness, even even in our lives there are those seasons where we struggle to cling to hope. And I pray for each one here today, whether it's a struggle at work, whether it's a relationship, whether it's, it's things going on in their family, whether it's a, a medical diagnosis, we just pray that we would experience and know Your hope in deeper and fuller ways. And that you would prepare us once again to receive, to receive the Christ child, our Savior, our Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. There's a, a beautiful Christmas carol that you're probably all familiar with. Uh, some would say it was made famous by Bing Crosby. Others of you might say Michael Buble. But it's one that you should be familiar with. It's called, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas remember that good old Christmas Carol everywhere you go take a look at the five and dime well we don't have five and dimes today at least we don't call them that but any store you walk into you're reminded that Christmas the season of Christmas is here take a look at the five of dime it's glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes that glow toys in every store isn't that the truth? (laughs) Everywhere you walk, there's toys, there's Christmas gifts. Holly on the front door. We rushed home from from our time with family over Thanksgiving because yesterday afternoon was about the only time we had to put up our Christmas tree and to finish some of the Christmas decorating that, that just brings in that season to us. Holly on the front door. School's out. Well, kids, not quite yet, but it's coming. And that Christmas carol, remember what it says? Parents, <laughs> wishing school were back in session. That's in front of us too. Trees in hotels and parks, trees everywhere, bells ringing. You don't have to go very far to hear the, the Salvation Army bells chiming the season, inviting us and reminding us to be generous and gracious to those who struggle this time of the year. And Carol singing. In one of the great joys of Christmas, the beautiful Christmas music. And as the song says, children hoping for their favorite toys to be gifted on Christmas Day. You see, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And it's all around us. And some would argue that it's even come too early, remembering that that the shelves in different stores have been stocked since August and September. But everyone's participating now. And here we begin this season of Advent. Now some would, out of our Baptist tradition, would say, well, well Advent is a, a new tradition. It's a new experience for me. And we welcome you and we hope you'll embrace this season of Advent. Advent's not a scary time. It's not, not a, a mysterious time in, in one sense. But it's a time that, that welcomes us into the Christmas season. The word Advent simply means to be uh, expectantly waiting. And preparing for something. And for us, we want to expectantly wait for and prepare for the coming and the birth of Messiah into our lives. How are you at waiting? Expectantly waiting. Maybe Psalm 4610 could be the the scripture of our Advent season. Be still. Be quiet and know that I am God. Be expectantly waiting and preparing. Don't don't be distracted by the consumerism and materialism of of the season. But rather, find those moments where you can be quiet. Where you can expectantly wait and experience and anticipate and prepare for the birth of our Lord. At First Baptist, we try to do different things and and have different ways to prepare our hearts. The hanging of the green today reminds us and points us to this Christmas season, the the evergreen reminding us of, of the eternal life that's found in Christ. We've already talked about the light of the world and the lights of our sanctuary point us to Jesus Christ who is that light. I'd encourage you today to, uh, over these next weeks, our Christmon tree. There's a uh, uh, material that we've prepared. I think I've got one here. Let me find it real quick. I brought it. Here it is. It's available out front. It's just called the Christmon tree. And inside it has uh, the definition or the, the symbolism of each of the ornaments that can help prepare you and, and point you to Christmas morn and the arrival of our Savior Oh, that you would embrace this time of preparation, this time of waiting through the many opportunities we have. Our children next Saturday, through the joy of giving, discovering and learning that Christmas is about giving more than receiving that we would participate in, in the sounds of Christmas concert coming up as the chance to invite and to share our, the beautiful Christmas music with those that we love and those that we want to introduce to the true meaning of Christ and Christmas. Our Advent Devotion Guide. Hopefully you've picked one up. I hope you'll take one. I hope you'll take three or four or five and, and you'll share those with your neighbors and your friends, family and co-workers. It's one of the ways we share Advent. One of the ways that we expectantly prepare and wait for Christ together. You wrote the pages of the book and you shared some of your stories, some of your insights into the Christmas season and oh, that you would take one and and read it and share it with a neighbor or friend. You see, there's all different ways that we want to, to point to Christmas. Our theme this Advent season is called the signs of Christmas. And I want us to understand that when I I use the word sign, I want us to to understand that in this sense, that a sign is something that points itself beyond itself to something that is much greater. So the signs of Christmas point themselves to something greater than themselves. The evergreen does not point itself to itself. It, It points us to something greater than itself the gift of eternal life, the tragedy of our world and of our culture is that we have quit pointing ourselves and others to something greater than ourselves. Too often we fall into the temptation of, of pointing others to ourself. Pointing others to someone else instead of pointing others to the Christ child. We are content with the momentary pleasures and diversions of this world. And so we point things back to ourselves. The example of gift-giving. I mentioned the joy of giving coming up. Oh, that we would remember that, that Christmas gift-giving is, is not just about giving re- it's not just about receiving a gift. In fact, it's not just about giving gifts. The reason that we celebrate and give gifts at Christmas points us to something greater than that gift or any gift we could give. It points us to the truth and the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so all the gifts that we give should ultimately point people beyond the gift and beyond themselves and beyond ourselves and point them to the Messiah who is born. On Christmas Day, oh, that we would have the courage to believe and and the imagination to consider the possibility of something greater than ourselves, something greater than our pleasure, something greater than our own truth. So this Christmas, we ask the question, this Advent season, what are we expectantly waiting and preparing for? Let us take heed of the signs of Christmas, for they are all around us. And let us remember that the signs of Christmas point us to Emmanuel. They point us to Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the something greater of Christmas. This is what we are all waiting for and preparing for, that God is with us. God is a present God. God is not distant and aloof. God is with us in times of sickness, in times of health. God is with us in times of famine and lacking, in times of plenty. God is with us whether we're at home or whether we're away. God is with us when we win in life, when we experience victory, and God is also with us when we experience defeat. God is with us in marriage. and God is with us in divorce. God is with us as we experience all the the ups and downs of life. God is with us when we experience and walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, the signs of Christmas point us to Emmanuel, that we are never alone, that God is faithful, God is present, that we do not have to go and look for God. Rather, God came and found us. Listen to this very carefully. You see, the religions of the world do not lead to the same place. The religions of the world offer the false hope that we, that you and I, can make our way to God. That we can somehow earn and find our way to God. Only Christianity proclaims that God came to us. This is significant. This is revolutionary. It is revelational. This is the meaning of Christmas. Anything else is a distraction or diversion from the truth that Jesus is Emmanuel. So let us not be conceived or confused, but instead let us focus on the signs of Christmas that point us to Bethlehem, that point us to the birth of a Savior, that point us to Christ the Lord. Turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 1. It's a beautiful passage that is... is very appropriate for us during this season of Advent, especially as we talk about hope. We're going to focus on the first 15 verses and refer to a couple of others that deal specifically with John the Baptist. But notice this first part, this first proclamation, this introduction that John offers to to his readers. In the beginning was the Word. It's the same way that Genesis begins. Genesis 1.1, in beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. And all things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has ever come into being. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it maybe your translation says "And the darkness did not overpower or overcome the darkness isn't it interesting if you had a if you had a a beam of darkness that you could shine into the light of this room guess what you wouldn't be able to see it (laughs) because the light overcomes the darkness but if this room were pitch black we shine just a, a weak light into that darkness the darkness would not overcome that light. And that is the picture we have of of Christ coming into the world, the creator of the world. The darkness does not overcome us. And what an incredible word of hope that is today. Because you see, there is so much darkness in our lives. There is so much darkness in our world, and in our culture. And here we are reminded of the hope of light. Oh, Pastor, if I could just believe, if I could just believe that light was coming, if I could just believe that things would get better, if I could just believe that the light would shine into the darkness of my life, today, you can have that hope because that hope is found in Christ Jesus. The light is not overcome by the darkness. Let's continue to read. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. Now this is the gospel of John. Everywhere else that would be called or or verse 6 would include it would say John the Baptist but because John is writing it uh, the, uh, John the Apostle, there's no confusion about which John that he's referring to. So, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He, John, was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. You see, John the Baptist is the sign John the Baptist points us to Jesus, who is the light of the world. We don't hear the story and tell the story of John the Baptist so that we can honor and exalt John the Baptist. We tell the story of John the Baptist because John's story points us specifically and directly to Jesus. John affirms, John confirms that Jesus is the Christ the messiah if you would turn back with me to to the last verses of the old testament the last verses of the old testament these verses indicate and help us to understand why john was such an important sign an important sign that the messiah was coming the last words the last Scripture verses of the Old Testament say this, Behold, I am, send, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the, great, and the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he, this Elijah, will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse." The last words of the Old Testament offer us a sign. They offer us a hope that before the Messiah comes, that one will come to prepare the way. That will call the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the hearts of their children back to their fathers. Now what we need to to understand is that from the end of Malachi to the, the first of John, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, was 400 years. 400 years between the last words of the Old Testament and the first words of the New. The children of God, the people of God, had, had wandered in darkness for 400 years. But you see, there was a sign that was given. Oh, that you would know and that you'd be looking for this sign. There'll be one that comes Elijah will come before the Messiah. Now if you would, turn back to Luke chapter 1. This is the, the primary story of John the Baptist and of his birth. And listen to the fulfillment of Malachi. The angel is telling Zacharias, his father, about his son and the miracle of his birth that Elizabeth, will, who's barren and older in age, will become pregnant. And he your son. He will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So as we go back to John chapter 1, we see The sign of hope, the sign that one will come is fulfilled in John the Baptist. You see, it's Jesus in Matthew 11 that says this, If you are willing to accept this truth, John, Jesus says, John himself is Elijah who has come. Even Jesus recognized That John the Baptist served as that Elijah figure and character who was coming to announce and to proclaim that the light of the world was coming into the darkness. A darkness of 400 years. And oh, as we talked about earlier, as we experience the darkness in our own lives, in our own families, that we would have the hope that the light of the world is coming. In verse 9, Verse 8 again, John was not the light, he came to testify about the light. Verse 9, there was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he came. He gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but were born of God and the word became flesh there's that 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 revelational passage the word became flesh Emmanuel. God is with us the word the Logos is God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us And we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John, John testified about Him. John is the fulfillment of the sign that the light will be coming into the darkness. Have you seen this light of Jesus Christ? Have you received Him as your own? Have you become a child of God? This is not a birth that's handed down genetically or, or, or physically. It's not handed down culturally. It's handed down as you experience, as, as Christ comes to you, and as you accept and receive Him into your life as Lord and Savior. Have you received this God, this Christ, into your life. As Advent begins, our waiting and preparation for Christmas morning, we are called to see and experience the signs that point us to Emmanuel. And may we be reminded, may we be reminded that like John was a sign that pointed others to the Messiah, that we too have this same ministry that we too are called during this Advent season to point others to Jesus Christ. So here's the question for us as we leave today. Where are you pointing people during this Advent season? Where are you pointing them? Are you pointing them to the best deals at the best stores? Are you pointing them to the best dinners and meals? Are you pointing them to the best movies and shows? Are you pointing them to the Messiah who is the hope of all the world? Are you pointing them to the everlasting life, to the light of the world? You see, this is the hope that we are called to, and this is the hope that we must share with others. So how will you share this hope over these next weeks? How will you Point others to Christ. Maybe it would be through a special gift that would point them to Christ. Maybe it would be through the Advent guide pointing them to Christ. Maybe it would be an invitation to our Christmas concert. Maybe a, a special Christmas CD that would point them to Christ. Maybe inviting them to our Christmas Eve candlelighting service, a beautiful service that points others to Jesus. We are called to point, direct people to Jesus as we experience, as we offer the signs of Christmas. So what are you hoping for in these days? Oh, that we would hope for light. Light to shine into the darkness of our own lives and light to shine into the darkness of the lives of those around us. We do not have to fear because the darkness will never overpower the Christ light. And because of this, in our lives, we can experience new things. In our families, we can experience new things. In our church, we can experience new things. In our work, we can experience new things. And even in our world, we can experience new things. So let us prepare and let us hope. For the light of Christmas, Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the light of the world and that you are the hope that meets us in our great darkness, that offers hope and promise beyond the struggles, the brokenness, the illnesses of this life. And You bring new things. New things into our lives, into our families, both today and forever. God, I know there are those here today that they needed to hear a word of hope. They need to prepare their hearts with hope. May they hear this word today and be reminded of John's message to repent, to turn, from our darkness, and to walk into the light of Christ. If that's your heart today, then I would encourage you to respond. Respond during this this time of singing. Respond at your pew, at your chair. Make your commitment to the Lord. Respond by coming forward and allowing us to pray together. Respond by sharing what God's doing in your life with those in this church. Let us stand and let us be faithful as we hope for Christ. Amen.